0: We the best is cast with the left twist. Pat fairly well dressed. Put me on the guest list. The guest list.
1: Uh, yeah, on the guest list. Yeah. Uh. Alright, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another week of On the Guest list with Fox trying to get down White Sox Dave, Kenny Carkeet, and Dante. Dave, ca- can I play it this week? Can play I play what? it this week? Can I play it this week?
2: Boys are back in town, baby. Oh,
3: yo, 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 yo. Play it. Rip it
1: let's go <laughs> all four boys are on the cast baby let's go oh, dude that Guess was a, back in the i just bought a thin lizzie t-shirt because of last week's episode i was like dude i fucking love thin lizzie so i'm i'm rocking that but uh how are we boys i'm so fucking excited dante how are you i can guy? tell you're excited i am excited dude I'm great, man. Besides, I either got a
2: wicked bad sinus infection coming on or allergies. I don't know what it is, but
1: both suck balls.
3: Anyone else got allergies right now? Not right now. I get them early spring and they like rape my face.
1: I've never. I get (laughs) three. That's why I'm worried. It's
3: sinus infection.
0: Three shots a week, two allergy pills a day, kind of allergies, and I have the worst shit. I'm the. Is
1: that the? Is that an Asian thing, Kenny? Is Asian a bubble boy thing, man? Bubble boy thing? What are you talking about? What you just get sick all the time? Well, no. You don't just know just what the bubble boy bubble is, brain. you moron. I know what bubble boy is. I'm asking him. Is he like sick? Like, is he getting like I'm allergic to everything? Is the problem? Oh <laughs> man,
2: you're one of those guys.
0: Yeah. Luckily, I'm not allergic to any food. I'm allergic to like trees, oh. grass. Oh,
2: all that, right. Then that, pussy. that's pussy. Yeah. <laughs> He's allergic to pussy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ew. <laughs> that's not true. Whoa. He's having kids. What am I talking about here? Uh, Dave, how are you, buddy?
3: I'm all right. I'm fully recovered.
1: Finally. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. You want to explain what happened?
3: So, <clears throat> I had never heard of it until the last few years or so. There's this little island in Lake Erie called Putin Bay, P-U-T dash Put in Putin whatever Put Put Putin whatever. Putin Bay. Basically, Putin Bay. Yes, <laughs> and it's like a it's it's just like a one mile by one mile island that someone some way somehow someone's like let's commercialize that island. And they have, like, probably about two dozen bars on this little strip. And it's the whitest, trashiest, most disgusting place I've ever been to. I went there for two and a half days over Memorial Day. And it was the most I've ever drank in my entire life. Trashier than, like, Jacksonville? (laughs) It was... I mean, I I say that not in a bad way. Yeah. If I was a little younger, like 30 or less, I would have been fucking all over this place. I just can't hang anymore. But uh, it, it was, that's what I did. And when you leave the island, you have to wait in like a two and a half hour uh, wow. line for the ferry. And all I wanted to do was be in my bed. My fucking scaries were insurmountable and I fully recovered today. Today was the first day I've eaten more than just like a couple of crackers throughout the day.
1: Oh my God. Were you like the king of the white trash people?
3: No. I mean, <laughs> that's hard for me to do typically. But I got out white trash by, like, 90% of the island. Did you wear jorts? No, I did not wear jorts. There was jorts plenty, though. People <laughs> walk around this island with the upside-down uh, pineapples. Like, what? not as a joke. Do you know what that is?
1: No. It, it means you're...
3: Yeah.
2: Swing or signaling. It means they're down to fucking swing. Down to fuck. <laughs> oh! It is, yeah. It is probably the coolest covert like signal I've heard of. You're trying
1: to tell me I could have been swinging this entire time. People have been walking around me with pineapples and I had no idea. Yo, we yep.
2: went, we went to dinner the night before like Donnie and KB and Nick and all those guys were in Cleveland. And, uh, they, we, we went out to dinner before we went to my club and they told me Dave was coming to town, but it was a surprise. So don't text him. Blah, blah, blah. Obviously I texted him cause I was like, <laughs> Dude, you're coming to to Cleveland. You can finally come to my spots. We can hang out. I was so excited. And he's like, what are you talking about? Whatever. Too cool. (laughs) I
3: I swear to God, I didn't even put two and
2: two together. So these guys start asking me, they're like, what is this place like? And I tell them, I'm like, yo, it's like Nantucket, but like trailer park Nantucket.
1: Fuck yeah. So
2: instead of like Martha Stewart and Tommy Hilfiger and Diddy and Bill Belichick having all these houses there. It's like, it's like Ruth from uh, <laughs> just Ozark.
4: Just like Ruth
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like that. And then there's like two hotels on the island that are just like, if you've ever been on spring break in like Florida or Mexico, <laughs> like they're like those motels. And oh, those all these boats tie up and it's just old fucking chicks that give zero fucks and are living their best life tits out down to their knees everywhere uh their guys are just like yo have at it just trade me yours they're swinging everywhere and yeah so i i told him i'm like yo like you guys are going to get propositioned like crazy by all these like old people guys and girls they're gonna like the guys are gonna ask you to like bang their chicks out in front of them (laughs) The girls are gonna like, dude, did you swap? No, like it's gonna be great. And they were, and one of the guys was like, Yo, are there's pineapples everywhere? And I was like, Holy shit, I forgot about that. What is that all about? And he's like, Dude, that's like the international symbol of swinging. Like if you're in a supermarket and you see somebody go by in a cart and their pineapples upside down. Yo, I Googled it too. They're real thing. They're fucking, it's a real thing. uh, Yeah says upside down
3: pineapples are fucking oh. universal signal for swingers.
1: So, Dave, you did not cuckold another man.
3: Absolutely not. <laughs> like, I am telling you, if Missed you, like, the, like, I was probably in the one percentile of attractive people there. And I'm <laughs> a fucking goblin. <laughs>
4: Like, that's, I wouldn't have, you couldn't
3: have paid me to.
1: Dude, can I say something? The cast is not the same when it's not the four of us, dude. The cast is not.
2: Dave sent me, yo, Dave, he didn't send me. He showed me yesterday in the office. (laughs) He goes, yo, some fucking scumbag fucking was spying on Dave and shot a picture of him, like paparazzi, and tweeted it. Dave goes, Oh, he he just DM'd it. He didn't tweet it. Oh, Oh, well, it looked like he tweeted it. And he's like, look at this picture. And Dave's standing there. He's, I, I don't know if he has his hand around this girl, but he, this girl's like body was decent, like decent, but she <laughs> just had this giant tattoo from like her knee to like her shoulder on her it. side. I hate it. And Dave was like, this was by far the hottest girl in the whole <laughs> island all weekend. Like she was like prom queen. Well, Dave, are you
1: island. Dave, Dave, are you a, are you a tattoos on girls guy? Like, do you, I do you like,
3: I, I don't care at all. I don't like it. I don't I don't dislike it, I don't like it, like I'm indifferent.
1: I've always felt that it's more of a detractor. I've never seen a girl and thought like, "Oh, she's way hotter cuz of her tattoos." It's not my bag. Kenny, you seem like you dig chick's tattoos. I don't really care either way, but I prefer not. My man, Pots and Pans, Dante, your opinion. Um,
2: I think it depends. I think uh I'm trying to I'm looking up the name right now i can't it, i totally forgot it but who was the who was the smoking hot porn star that got beat up by the ufc guy i know who you're talking <laughs> about was tatted up like crazy
1: christy mack
2: yes yes she 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 can sport a tattoo if you know what i'm saying
1: welcome to all on the guest list we're out here to play <laughs> tattoos on women. yo dude i am so excited the funny thing is we, we have a guest this week, kind of. There. We have somebody dropping by shortly, and we'll get into it in a little bit. But I feel like this is a catch-up session. We also have huge news. I don't know. Can we get into it now, or should we wait till the end?
2: Dude, I don't want to fucking yeah, talk about it and then be like, facts, oh, yeah.
1: Facts. Facts. Through. We'll Let's bite our tongue on this. Let's, Let's just there, wait. There's something coming. We have to handle things, but Yeah that's it's cool uh we'll get into it later but uh we have a game i want to play later too i just thought we had some some bullshit i I have a matchup thing later where i have 20 names on a list and what we're gonna do is everybody's gonna get assigned a random match you have to tell me whose discography you would take the other one you have to leave and then also who would win in a physical fight between the two of them i have 20 names
2: i like this oh my god can we can we break this down and do this like every week sure absolutely uh I I, i don't think we should do 20 i think we should do like two.
1: I mean, (laughs) the other
2: 18 for,
1: Oh, wow. Some of these are good too. I already have the matchups here. You want me to give you one to start out? Roll it. All right, Kenny, I'm giving you this one. Okay. Jay Z or the notorious B I G whose catalog do you take? The other one is wiped off the face of the earth.
0: Okay. Here's the thing. Not a hard question at all. Immediately. Biggie smalls. Really? But that said, that's I would fucking really miss Jay Z's records a lot, but like Biggie's maybe my all all time all time. You know, I mean
1: yo, that's like fourteen albums from Jay. You have like two yeah. albums yeah. records. From...
0: That's what that's what's tough, right? You can't lose Biggie records. <laughs>
1: no, you can't. Man, that's tough. Jay-Z, all right, well, we'll who would?
0: We'll make some more records, Biggie. That's just
1: gone forever. Well, who would win the physical altercation?
3: Biggie. Yeah,
1: he yeah. <laughs> is dead though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah
3: yeah you can't die if you're already dead he's got R. nothing R. to he lose i always say
1: all right hold on all right uh Dante i got one for you
2: Dave just dropped a Steve Spiros quote, if you know who Steve Spiros is. <laughs> I don't. What did he say? For, oh, the fucking Toronto Meltdown guy. It's like my favorite YouTube video ever. I, I don't actually, know if I know what you're talking about. There's actually a blog in the drafts right now for Barso. It's been sitting there for eight hours. Shout out Nate and Coley and, and Hubs <laughs> doing a great job. Uh, but I embedded that video because the girl in the blog was from Toronto. Anytime Toronto is mentioned in anything I write, I include... The Steve Spiros video, you've seen it. Who the guy's is guy's Like he starts The girl asks him a question, like where he's from, and he goes on like a five minute rant about like Toronto, the good, and like you can't die if you're already dead. He's like to all the to all the <laughs> no. people that to all the people that thought I was gone. I woke <laughs> up. You've you've seen this
1: before. You're gonna have send time. it to me. One of the best YouTube videos of all people. time. All right, Dante, hold on. I got one for you. Fire away. Wu-Tang Clan or Tom Petty?
2: I mean, that is like... That's a tough one. Apples and oranges. It's still hard, though.
1: It's a random generator. I put 20 names in a list.
2: (sighs) All right, we're talking Wu-Tang as a collective, so 36 Chambers and... Wu-Tang Forever. We're not talking individual individual albums.
1: That's what I thought would be difficult about this because Wu-Tang's discography goes away, but you still get to keep their individual records.
2: Oh, okay. Then that's no brainer than Tom Petty.
1: Now, who would win in a physical altercation? <laughs> <laughs> All members of the Wu-Tang Clan or
2: singularly Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers? I mean, the, I think the Heartbreakers would hold their own for a little bit, but <laughs> once, once the killer bees show up, it's over. You have to that think, think about it. Boxing,
1: Dude, you have to think about it. They would take your nuts, just your nuts, and put them on yeah, a dresser yeah, yeah. and bang that shit with a <laughs> spiked bat the the like, spike, blah! Yeah. They'd have Ben Montench bent over and they put a hanger on the stove for like, Forty-five minutes and just put in his ass real slow, like. Tss. Dave, do you have any idea what I'm talking about?
3: I don't think I do, but oh my
1: god, it, it Kenny
3: gave Kenny, me Kenny, a visual, he, and, I and I kind of started. To... Method Man by Kenny, can you just pull up yeah. the beginning
1: of Method Man? No, or... no, no, no. I now I know okay. what you're talking about. I know what Kenny, you're talking can about. Can you just pull up the beginning of Method Man? Of that song? Yeah, there's yeah. just the fucking the Shaolin. It was the um, coolest
2: shit ever when we were when you were a kid.
1: Oh my god, and they just keep now it's like you.
2: now it's like. Now it's like PG, yeah. Compared I mean, to the compared to the shit kids have today,
1: it's it's actually uh, on the Chappelle show, the where Tron gets. That's t- what I thought you yeah, yeah, were yeah. talking about. Yeah, it was the RZA, the Jizza, all dirty bastards, yeah, 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 Deck yeah, Raekwon, yeah. the chef, Ghostface Killer, and the <laughs> Method Man. Uh oh oh, Dave, I I don't think you're gonna care about this one. Actually, this this is a pretty good one, Dave. This one's for you, Kanye West or Queen.
3: Kill Kanye West, get rid of him. I'm sure <laughs> <about> <laughs> Kill Kanye West. wasn't
1: a question. So Queen.
3: Yeah, I'm picking Queen. Okay, well, who won the physical
1: altercation, Freddie Mercury or Kanye West?
3: Okay, you guys can fucking throw some hands, dude. Yo, That's by the way, history, man. Do you get and you get like Brian May, who he seems like a little dink. Who else is in that <laughs> band?
1: Are, 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 are we Roger talking about Roger Taylor?
3: <laughs> are we uh, Brian Deacon? What's his fucking name? Uh, Adam Lambert. Sure, he
2: can throw hands too dude i i love kanye but he is the ultimate hold me back guy oh, oh yes. i would yeah, yeah, oh, that's yeah. How I feel if it. i've ever seen one
1: real quick uh, i also wanted to give a double shout out to kenny's dad happy memorial day as a veteran hey and happy pride month to yeah, kenny's dad yeah. as well as a gay dude exactly he's fucking big
0: famous man yeah I, I got your fucking um your thing here good here you go dave this one's for you
3: yeah no yeah Torture, motherfucker. Torture, what? Nigga. what? What? I fucking, I fucking tie you to a fucking
1: bedpost with your ass cheeks spread out and shit. <laughs> right? Put a hanger on a fucking stove and let that shit sit there for like a half hour. Take it off and stick it in your
3: ass slow like.
2: Okay, okay. I don't want to. Get, I don't want this to get flagged for copyright. You get the point. Yeah. All right. Good one there, dude. This is already the best episode we've ever done. All
1: right, Kenny. Kenny, last one. I want this one for you. Metallica or Billy Joel?
3: That's a good one too. That's actually a good one. And here's a weird thing.
0: I recently became a huge Billy Joel fan. Never I knew that. Really like this shit like my whole life until like ten years ago. Why? Wow. I mean, here's the. Th- I mean, I'm a '90s kid from Florida, musician. I think I got to keep Metallica. I grew up playing those riffs in Guitar Center louder than everybody else was doing. And this. they hated you. Yeah,
1: yeah. Were so, you playing well, like, like a Were you playing like a Jackson, like a like an angled Jackson, ESP, baby?
0: Warlock flying Z, you know. seven string piece of yeah. shit.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, and then obviously, who wouldn't have fought Billy Joel or Metallica?
0: Fucking Metallica, dude. Oh, obviously, <laughs> they're
1: fucking Bay Area fucks. All right. Well, that that was, that was random matchup generator. I actually, I liked that. We need to keep that as a, as a thing there. Uh, Agreed. okay. So before we get our guest in here, uh, let's go over Next some new week, chicks edition. Yo, I, so I had mail. Yeah. I, no, well it's because it's the random, the, the random generator didn't come out right. Like I have Alicia Keys versus Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> like, I don't want to be like, who'd win the fight Bruce Springsteen or Alicia Keys. Probably Alicia yeah, Keys night.
2: I was going to say. Yeah. I think, I think Swizz would come down from the rafters like Swizzy. Uh,
1: I don't know. And then the big man comes out from the fucking rafters and just beats the shit out of everybody, dude. Uh, and then I had Weezer versus Taylor Swift. Yeah. You got oh,
2: to, better. Uh,
1: I, I, I did this when we were fucking setting up. I was like, let me write a script real quick. And I went but and I'll just tell put- you what Alicia
2: Keys versus Taylor Swift. That is a tough one. You
1: just got to put like, artists and bands in the in the generator it it's the be- first time dude Split. first time uh all right we'll, so refine, re- it. we'll <laughs> refine it we'll refine it you don't know I just, I just like the fact that it's keep the keep the discography but also in the fucking Dave, fight
0: Dave. why am i seeing you f- seeing videos of you playing fucking Warzone, and i'm not getting a text from my buddy oh Let's no
3: sometimes the squads are just full no i hear you man i hear you sometimes that shit's full up but yeah, um, kidding. We've been playing Resurgence a lot Not a lot, I'll play like once a week maybe But I play in the mornings for like work We do it on stream and shit And it's like <laughs> that's so easy good. Yeah, it's fucking easy because I'm working But I'm just sitting there playing video games That's mostly when I'm like really hungover Just don't want to do a fucking thing
1: Yo, like, hey, played- you want to
3: stream some Warzone?
1: Good clip Yo, uh, I, I, fucking, I played video games for the first time in 11 years this, uh, Last weekend
3: That's how I was till the pandemic
1: I played Super Smash Brothers these yep, I bang. love that
3: fucking game on sixty four.
1: No, it was uh, Nintendo Switch. It's a lot harder now.
3: It's a lot harder. I did get used to that one too, though. In college, I was good at it. But the OG, I would fuck. I would have won like the world championship in that.
1: Fuck yeah! All right, uh, let's go over some music news before we get our guest in here. Uh, there was some new music that dropped last week. Nothing huge. Dante, I think you're gonna like the first one. Did you listen to the new Calvin Harris song?
2: Yes, obviously. It's not fucking Calvin Harris, though. To me, it's it's just, the funk
1: wave bounce shit. It's hot.
2: I love it, dude. I don't, man. I'm like, really? like the the whole like pop music, hip hop shit. He's trying to do. I mean, I love and hate that Dua is on it. One, mm-hmm. I love. I I like. I'm in love with her, but yeah. Calvin Harris is a, is a fucking. Snake man. He Ooh. don't be surprised if you see pictures of them hanging out together and rumors of them on TMZ in a few weeks that they're dating. Oh this shit. How, this is how he this is how he gets in. And he he will work his way in with her. He uses so his wiener to get I'm calling in. it right now. I'm calling it right now. They're gonna they're gonna start dating soon. But I love that she's on it. Uh thug, why is he on that record? I no have sense. no idea. Aside from he, Calvin Harris probably had a verse left over from his last album and, you know, thugs in, in jail now and he's in the news all over the place. The, uh, so the, he just you know, kind of used them in that perspective? the label were probably like, oh, let's fucking, you know, rekey this and slow it down and throw, you know, a verse on there. That's why, I, I don't know, it just seemed forced. I, I like, I like upbeat, like, Fucking one twenty five to like one twenty eight, Calvin Harris, not one hundred BPM, Calvin Harris.
1: See, I like the funk wave bounce shit. I think it's, I love that record. Like this dude, uh, slide with Frank Ocean and Migos is one of the great, hottest. great song. But, uh, all right. Other than that, we got the new Kanye track with uh, XXX Tentacion. Which did you guys watch that fucking documentary yet? Oh yeah, Kanye one? one? No, 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 no. The the XXX documentary. No. Actually, Oh, what is it? Oh my fucking god. Cuz you know the story with him, right? He passed away a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah. He got murdered. Yeah. If you don't know anything about his past, just watch the documentary. Like don't go in blind because that dude, he was actually on trial for kidnapping. Uh and his assaulting girlfriend, a girlfriend, right? Uh, his pregnant girlfriend. Yes, yeah, his, yeah he, massive piece of shit. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Peter Rosenberg, a DJ from Hot 97, had a great quote that said, That guy uh is immensely talented, should never be anybody's role model. And it's like it's it's a wild doc. Like that's a that's a crazy one. But I like the song a lot. Uh they that was on the Donna Two Leagues, but the drums feel exactly like Runaway. It I like it. It was too short that was like a minute and fifty seconds long and kind of had one verse. Like it He's phoning it in, dude. Kanye's kind of phoning it at this point. Um, I, I heavily
2: disagree. Ooh, dude! I heard. Let me pull up this fucking title. Okay, the City of God's remix. Oh yeah, the Fivio Foreign and Alicia Keys song that Kanye did.
1: Yep.
2: Holy shit, is that song fucking good? First some, off, yeah. First off, Fivio Foreign might be my favorite rapper to come out in the last like five years he oh, is fuck. he is just everything he touches is his fucking cadence his voice his rhymes he is so far fu- he is the complete package I don't know anything about the guy I've just I've just heard obviously his Donda stuff uh his own solo releases the last stuff And this remix I've just been playing over and over and over Kanye fucking kills it on that, man. There's something and, about Fabio that brings him out. Like that, like, and, and to rap without, like, cursing or even, like, coming close to cursing is not easy. No. I'm it's not I, a fan of it, but I, I. I respect it. I'm impressed by it.
1: Kenny, what'd you say? Will Smith, the best to ever do it. <laughs> 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 okay, so our guest is in. Let's see if this fucking jerk-off can actually get in here. Oh, my God. Oh, do you have your fucking platinum black in the background? You jerk off. Oh, that. <laughs> oh, that. <laughs> wait, hold on, hold on.
0: What? Okay, hey John. Sorry.
3: What uh, to... is that a bit or are you just? Yeah. No, I, I think it's a bit.
1: I think I, it was a bit. Why would it be a bit? We don't do bits here. <laughs> It's Johnny Congos, everybody, for anybody who's wondering who it is. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Oh what's
5: up? Are we on or are we starting? Oh, oh yeah. Like, yeah, we're like halfway through the episode. We're balls oh. deep right now. Let me read you a message I got from we're Fox, f- Fox Trotting the Get Down. Should we pencil in June 8th or June 9th to do the podcast? Let's do 8th. Cool. I'll, cl- I'll text close to the time to get links. Thanks. <laughs> yesterday do you guys want to come on this week oh don't don't you can't say what's going on you can't say what's going on you can't say what's going on we have oh, okay to we're it. live no yeah. okay i won't say i won't say that anyway <laughs> so you bump me we'll just say that <laughs> then he says can we do noon tom- tomorrow and i'm like yeah i can do noon then he texts me we're actually doing it late tonight. Can you late tonight? I was like, what time? He goes, nine, nine central. And I said, I could, I could do 1030. Okay, can you make that? I mean, he goes, like, yeah, we really kind of like, okay, let me move some things around. Nine comes around. Text me. We're starting in 45 minutes. Hurry, I'm a fucking hour later. <laughs> At the time I initially suggested, God damn it. It's, it's a Donnie. good thing this is going well for you because oh, you couldn't get any other job.
2: Johnny, <laughs> this is every week every episode uh, we we should just do an episode scrolling uh, our group chat just so people can see how disorganized the four of us idiots are.
1: It's like wrangling cats. You have no fucking idea. Oh,
0: it's way worse. It's there way might worse. be some career-ending text in there, though. We- <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
5: If The, the only career-ending text you have is, is Kenny's on it. Like, yeah. literally, there's not a text that I have with Kenny where it's not career-ending. Something he <laughs> said, by the way.
2: Oh, oh yeah. Well, you, you
3: would be guilty
5: by association the like the rest of us. us. Um, exactly.
2: now, no, I, I had to push something back today because I had a funeral and, and Kenny was... Like, oh. man, I really, I have a really great funeral joke, but I don't know you well enough.
1: <laughs> Wait, can can we say what it was? <laughs> yeah, Kenny
2: say it. Said,
1: Kenny said, you do it from the funeral, you coward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, what, I got shit to do. <laughs> that, my response was, yeah, my on the list is being live unlike this fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
5: <laughs> I feel like if Kenny wasn't, didn't have twins on the way, he could actually do a better job organizing for you guys because he's good. He's got his shit together.
0: See? Yeah, that's true. I'm just really busy. Oh, and by the way, Matthew Coma FaceTimed me during my grandma's funeral and I answered it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a true story and I have the photo. I did like this with her behind me.
3: Jesus. I like it, but Jesus. loved uh, it.
1: Yeah, so thanks to Johnny for being here even though we moved it on <laughs> seven times. <laughs> Dude, you, I dude, you have a fucking band. You well, you guys all do you guys all live on the same farm? Partridge <laughs> <Like, laughs> family shit.
5: <laughs> do you want us to is that does that make the image better in your head if you can picture us all living on the same farm? Yeah, you, then, guys yes. all,
1: you guys all live in fucking bunk beds. <laughs> yeah. uh, no. All right. So I mean like you know we it have, is.
5: Yeah, even getting a band... I don't know. We've always had that easy with brothers. Yeah. Plus, you know, like we do, we did for a long time. Live not on a farm, but we lived together. So, like that shit made it easy. So, yeah, I know what it's like trying to wrangle three or four musicians or creative types.
1: I mean, I got to do that with the band too. I got seven people in that fucking band. I got to keep more fucking schedule. That's your
3: first mistake.
1: Are you lose,
5: kidding me? yeah, lose three of them. That's that, that <laughs> first. <laughs> See,
1: well, then
3: Collins on his ass. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> it's kind of late for that. I'm kind of already. This
0: was dude. two people, three max. I was like fuck everybody else. Yeah, well.
5: I got it. You go arcade fire, you make $10 million you get out there like chopping up 43 bucks to everybody <laughs> at the end of the night.
1: Oh, man. So why are you Why are you here? Do you guys have new music or something?
5: Yeah. Okay. I hit you up blatantly <laughs> and said, can we come push our new single that's coming out next week on man, man, June 10th, which is why we set up the fucking podcast for June 8th.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, can we play it this week? Can we play it at the end of the episode? Yeah, go for it, man. All right, thank you. It. It's not like I got Rolling Stone knocking down for exclusive. <laughs> yeah,
0: you're lu- you're lucky. All twelve of our listeners are going to hear. This
5: podcast. We have way more than twelve. You jerk. No, I've been yeah, I've been watching hey, you guys. Hey. You guys are really starting to go up those charts. It's actually really cool to see. Like, don't don't make fun of me, Kenny. I'm going to say something nice for once.
0: I don't know if you're ever being serious. So
5: <laughs> no, I am. It's been cool because I've been i haven't been there from the beginning but i'd seen you fairly early on when you got started mm-hmm. and it's really cool to see where you guys are all taking this and it that's that's very cool
1: i still can't tell if you're being nicer about no, to I, something on me i think that was no. sincere i, I did do. yeah uh oh <laughs> that was well, yeah. really nice hold on we have to give yo we have to give johnny a fucking a generator like a name generator oh yeah good one
5: all right johnny so what we've been doing i is thought we- you an actual generator i'm in texas <laughs> i could do with an actual generator
1: uh, we have a name generator here where it's going to match up two people and you have to tell me whose discography you would keep, whose music or the other person, their music would disappear forever. And okay. then also who of the two would win in a physical altercation. All right. All right. I'll give you one. This one's in here. Elton John or Kendrick Lamar.
5: So who do I keep the uh, discography of?
1: The entirety of the discography and the other person's music does not exist.
5: I feel like this is going to start an argument. I would keep Elton John. Ooh. and i don't even really like elton john that much but i i don't know i think i gotta go with elton john but it's All that's right. a tough one i wouldn't say it's like hard it's hard for me to pick on that one who would win an altercation you gotta go with kendrick but at the same time i might say elton john that one that one also He's, he might have that crazy kind of yeah. fight <laughs> the, to him the, the loose <laughs> cannon gene yeah that's some it, in the immortal words of dave williams gay dudes can fight yeah they can i fight don't even hands, think man. i Yeah. I don't even know if it's got to do with that. Like it's (laughs) just look at like his history, man. He's a wild boy. Yeah. He's a wild dude.
1: (laughs) There's another random one here. I want to throw out there. This one is like the most fucking asinine one that came up. All right, Dante, this one's for you. Beyonce or (laughs) ACDC?
3: Fire Beyonce into the sun.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Who's this guy going to keeping Dante?
2: I do not want it with the beehive. Yeah,
3: that that uh, is true.
1: Okay, so then here's my other question: Who would win the fight, Beyonce or ACDC? I think Beyonce would whoop their ass. Oh, uh, right you're there. a pussy. I've seen her in
2: person. She is. She would whoop Jay Z's ass. I'll tell you that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, also, I think the. the, the I'm pretty sure the equivalent height of ACDC, like the average height, is like five foot three. Yeah. They're little yeah, dudes. they
5: are. They're like they're Australian, right?
3: Most yeah, of them. Yeah, they're Australian. Can't don't they box kangaroos and shit down there?
5: Yeah, they like I don't know Australians are rough, tough bunch, <laughs> but AC like they do have a. Sh- it's a they are very short, so like that might be against them.
1: You want to hear how dumb an American I am? For a second, I was about to be like, "Oh, well, you're Australian, Johnny, just because you have an accent." I was about to be like, "Oh, you're Australian, you know, you know." <laughs> that's oh, that's man.
5: that is deeply offensive.
1: I know. That's okay. Well, everybody makes fun of our accents communally, so I I don't think it's that big of a deal.
5: No, no. You you just can't say someone from South Africa is an Australian. It's like... Why? (laughs) I mean, why? Do you not know any world history
3: at
1: all, Colin? I actually don't in this capacity. What no, look at the here? bandana he's wearing. That guy. <laughs>
5: <laughs> World history to him is like he went to Kentucky once. <laughs> <laughs> I did
1: go to Kentucky. Wait, what's the difference between Australia and South? No, Africa? I'm just
5: fucking with you. It's just oh, like they have a bitter, like- bitter right, Like, but they yeah. they really like have a rivalry. It's like it's kind of a love hate thing, kind of like Canada and America sort of thing. Oh, no shit. Or like, not England Scotland because like the Scottish really they do hate the hate English. Them. Yeah, but it, it's like. It's all the Commonwealth countries: South Africa, New Zealand, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Canada. Like there's a rugby rivalry and all that sort of uh, thing. I was like getting worried there for a minute. This is like a colonial thing, and I was about to be like, "Fuck!" Oh, I like that too a scene. little bit. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the, all those countries have got a I mean, look. The whole the world, whole world has a horrific history of of colonialism. Not just those, but yeah, they've got a pretty.
2: <laughs> I still, bad I still I still find like we, we don't talk about that in this country, I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, we'll we, keep it all. We, we ignore factual history, <laughs> yeah, 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 throw that shit right in the trash yeah. <laughs> uh, it's triggering it's triggering to the young white school kids in this country.
5: If we don't want them to learn, why <laughs> no. do we want them to learn and grow? You, you, you know like it's crazy. you're joking about American history when i when we first moved to America, I was a, a sophomore in high school here, and I was literally, and I'm not saying this to Brag, I was literally like the best student in the American history and government class because of the stuff I'd learned in South Africa. Like I was a fucking D student at best in South Africa, came here and like I, the education system, the general education system is ridiculous here. Obviously, like you've got the you've got the like, I mean, you go to Harvard, MIT, like eventually Americans get there where like arizona um (laughs) it's not like yeah arizona but i was at like one of the top schools in arizona and still the kids were just like
0: air countries and use arizona for us (laughs) (laughs) there's
5: a lot of there's a lot of states that score way worse than arizona when it comes to overall education
2: still ever been have you
1: ever been to alabama
2: yeah Yeah. we we have this weird idea of how to work things where it's like the weakest link dictates how <laughs> things go like so you you slow things down so the weakest link can stay on pace and then everybody else suffers but yeah you're not offending the weakest link and yeah. you're yeah. you're not hurting their it's feelings not it's not survival of the fittest anymore no it's 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 definitely not
1: so, all right. So tell no, me about this This is a very single. serious. This is a yeah. very serious <laughs> so tell discussion. Me about that new single, dude. Uh, no, but for real, what, the the song's called Broken. Uh, it's coming out next <laughs> Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Great segue. <laughs> so about the American colonial situation, and the school systems that are broken in America. <laughs> so Broken, <laughs> uh, new song. Uh, so is this a new record coming with it as well?
5: Yeah. I mean, you know how it is. Like we basically got to play the Spotify algorithm game. We're just going to put out song after song after song. So they all hit that release radar. So eventually it's going to be a part of an album. We don't know. Now we just finished. We put out like the last of our uh, three part album a few weeks ago, but I don't know this new stuff feels like in a weird way. I don't know whether it's moving out to Texas and just getting a change of scenery or something like we're getting back to a bit of the vibe of our older stuff from lunatic, like the, the, the hits <laughs> but you know, so, I don't know there's a vibe it's like a lot more energetic like we've been doing a bit of press this week like particularly in uh, Mexico and everyone's asking that and we're saying like we had a review someone said that like the previous two albums sounded like it was like Sunday afternoon music as opposed to Friday night music and they're, they're kind of right like it it's kind of more mellow chill like introspective stuff and this new stuff feels a lot more upbeat like let's just fucking get back to some not bare bones rock and roll, but just like some real thumping grooves and everything. You know what I mean?
2: I got, I got a question. So this is for all three of you, except Dave, when you're (laughs) an artist and you're putting yourself out there with your creation and you have, you're opening yourself up being vulnerable for, every Tom, Dick and Harry's interpretation, like, what is it, what is that like hearing somebody tell you that? Like, do you like want to like flip over a table and rip their head off? Are you like, is it like a kick in the balls? Is it like, gee, I never thought of that. That's, that's pretty interesting. Like what, how do you, how do you deal
1: with that?
5: I'll go first on this. Go for discussion. yeah. You've had the most negative reviews. You go first.
1: Obviously. No, no, listen, I've had the least reviews in general. So, uh, but no, the, I, I can say this because I'm the, out of, out of the three of us, the one who's had to, once again, had to like, deal probably the most people being like, so what is your music? Cause you guys fucking people know one of your songs each. So it's like, uh (laughs) so it's like i used to i used to get like weird when people would be like oh this sounds like this and i'd be like that's not at all what we are going for but sure now i don't really fucking care at all i don't i feel like uh we kind of sound like us now and that's cool but like 2015 colin have you told me that like because we used to always get oh you guys are americana because we recorded in Nashville and it was on a Nashville label. And I'd be like, that's not at all what I was going for there. But sure. I don't know. I I don't know how you guys feel.
5: Do you still get irked about that? I think you actually only get irked about things if you know that they're true, because the bottom line is if you're actually confident and you know, you've achieved what you were setting out to do, then you did it. But a lot of times you don't achieve what you're trying to set out to do. You're trying to make whatever a song that gets people up and dancing. And someone says, this is kind of boring. If that's true, then it's true. And then you're going to get pissed off because you realize that, or you, you don't necessarily need to get pissed off, but you probably are because artists are a sensitive bunch of whiners. And, you know, but it's, it's always the truth that hurts the most unless you're willing to accept it and just say, look, oh, that's a, that's a great observation. Maybe I can take that to heart and do something better with it.
1: That's a great answer. Out there. Great answer. Well, Kenny, you don't care about music anymore, so why don't you? What's your <laughs> opinion? Fucking news
0: fest, dude. No, I can listen. Speaking as a one-hit wonder.
5: Sorry, uh, can I just interrupt? I like how I'm just being a blatant dick with the with this thing here. But look at—he's got it there, like it was. Oh, whoops, whoops! I left it kind of on its side. Lying there, that's totally yeah, yeah. set up. You spent an hour planting that day. Oh
0: yeah, absolutely I'm for it amongst all my plaques, my platinum, <laughs> platinum, platinum plaque.
1: I also would say you're not a one-hit wonder. I
0: like, wouldn't kill say your, that kill, for kill you. Your, you
1: kill your heroes was a big was was a big song. I was in that music video. It was pretty sick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would hope so. I mean, fucking.
0: <laughs> um, well, I was saying. Well, it the one-hit, one-hurt thing doesn't really matter when you have a song that's gargantuan, a la their fucking song. It's everything that comes out after that seems like a failure if it doesn't hit that same point, which is just an interesting dynamic of weight to put on yourself as you're creating things, because obviously you want things to be successful. Obviously, I don't care. I like to make things I like to make, but like, there's always some sort of kick in the balls when you have such great success with one song that you're still even if deep down still trying to achieve, you know, like that thing or that level, you know, kind of thing.
5: Yeah, dude, I mean, there's nothing I would like more in as career-wise than to have another hit. Like there's no that's anyone that says they wouldn't is kind of full of shit. Liar. But it's you know, it is exactly what Kenny's saying. Like our sec off the second album, Take It Take It For Me went to like number eight or seven or something on Alt, which is like had we not had a number one at Alt, right. holy fucking shit, we got a top 10. That would be like the coolest thing ever. But it's, you can't compare it after that, you know, and, neither, and other people don't also because they're like, oh, it didn't do as well. It's like it would literally, it's close to impossible to do as well.
0: And you know who cares about that shit is the like the labels and the mm. press kits and all that stuff. It becomes like it becomes this weird pressure whether you let it get to you or not of like yeah, next
1: sale. And you're like, I don't do want- remember. Don't remember we were talking to ex ambassadors and I asked that stupid fucking question where I was like, so do you feel less pressure now that you guys have those hits? And he was like, no, he's like, I feel <laughs> double pressure. He's right. like, now I got to follow this shit up. He's like, what the fuck? which is actually a weird segue to another, uh, I guess that we're having these like kind of like fucking therapy session here. And this actually involves Dante and, and Dave too. Well, I, I have a, I have a quick follow-up that I want to ask about
2: Colin. Remember what you're going to say, but I won't remember if I don't ask this now, what you said about like playing the Spotify algorithm game and all that, like so true. So 2022, um, how frustrating is it for you as somebody who has achieved, this is for Kenny too has achieved legit success, platinum diamond success for a song, and then put something out that you in your heart feel or know is better and not see it register or chart or even show up on anybody's radar? Like, does that just drive? And you know, it's better than you know, you're smashed. Does that drive you fucking insane?
5: John? Uh, I mean, it de- depends how you define better because I think I've written the songs that I prefer personally than come with me now, like that I am more happy with the way they turned out that I think I achieved a better result with, but it's not necessarily better in terms of what clicks with the public. Like that's, that's it, like, uh, there's an element of it that's like sometimes hits are just pushed up the charts by just, you can, if you put $10 million behind any piece of shit song, you'll get it somewhere on the charts. And then every now and then a song is like a legit hit and it's, it's got something special and magic. And I think come with me and i had that for that little moment. Like it, it actually clicked. We could feel it on the ground. Like our label was helping push. Like there's no doubt about that. They were spending money to make sure radio was playing and all that sort of stuff. But you could feel it when you went out and played shows. Like people loved that song. So writing one of those that actually clicks, I think a lot of artists deceive themselves and think they've written something better. But it's like I don't know if we've written something that deserves to be a hit in the same way that "Come With Me Now" was. There's song, definitely a hundred songs I've written that I think I prefer and I think are better, but I don't know if they're like actually a hit. You know, it's the difference between
3: commercially popular, like. We, we, when Colin and I started this show, we would talk about like, I don't know, throw a name out there, like Olivia Rodrigo and all the time, to- all the time. And it just didn't interest me as much because I like the better shit, mm-hmm. you know, but what's popular is not what I like.
5: Yeah. It's just, I the mean, way the world works, you know? Yeah. There's like legit hits that I can see like a hundred percent. I understand why this is hit and I hate it. And then there's, yeah, and, there's yeah, exactly, and then there's, right. and then there are hits that I I hate them and they don't deserve to be hits and you can tell it's just some <laughs> label that's put a bunch of money behind it. Yeah, and those are the ones that like make you kind of angry and like bitter because you're like, well, fuck that, like my song's better than that. But if I see something like Olivia Rodrigo, it's not necessarily my thing, but like 100% understand why it's fucking killing. Yeah. You know what I, what
3: fucking, I mean? Fucking, I totally get it.
1: That's how but I felt about Billie it, Eilish for a while. I didn't get it and I didn't understand why people liked it. I didn't. And Kenny's actually the one who convinced me
5: he was like no yeah. see that one I got like right away I, could just, I didn't get you it. could just feel it in the air there was something about how she captured everything that was going to be happening with her demographic which now is obviously like a broader demographic than like say 14 to 19 year old girls or whatever but it was just so it fucking nailed it so perfectly what those what they'd be looking for that audience Whereas mm-hmm. like okay that's like if I was a record executive I would have like i'd be like sign her you know like you can t- you just could tell
0: you know she played school night it's crazy she did how oh many, really at avalon how or uh many massively huge stars played school night which is guys in a venue in la the bardo that does this thing oh, right school right. night and it basically just pulls like a bunch of small really small acts but like uh, Dua Lipa I saw did school night. Billie Eilish did school night. Like Gary
1: Clark Jr. did school night. Like there, like a lot of people you wouldn't expect to do school night did school night. And if I'm from Philadelphia and I know what school night is, yeah. you know it's a big fucking deal. Yeah, yeah. We played, like- we played school night and we sucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dante, that was actually a fucking great question. Kenny, did you have any retort to that?
0: Yeah, I mean it's just a spectrum. It's like you write a song that's a huge hit. You write a couple more that you love a lot that aren't. Of course, there's some part of you that's maybe disappointed, but like Johnny said, if you like it more, then what's the fucking difference? I've wanted to delete songs off Spotify so many times that people are like, <laughs> no, that song's great, blah, blah, blah. You're like, yeah, but I fucking hate it. I don't care if it did well.
1: So it's, you know, it depends. There's a whole spectrum of caring and not caring. Our entire first record, I want gone off Spotify. And people love those songs, and I fucking hate them. Yeah, I deleted I was, like, many films. But who
5: control, why can't you take them down?
1: because i don't because i it's it's days of the week where i'm like oh i i fucking uh, like that yeah. song. i would like it gone but then i listen to it again i'm like oh this was just a different time period but I th- what i wanted to ask actually and this goes to everybody right we had a we had a session for the band on on tuesday where we were getting in and it's kind of like the beginning of a new time period for us where it's kind of like the post-covid push to where we're we really feel like we're back in it and we're cutting a new record and we cut this one song We have to finish it, but I left the studio at night. I've never felt better leaving the studio. Like it was like that feeling of like being a gambler and you go to the casino and you fucked up all night. And then you hit one hand at the end. You're like, I'm coming back. Like it it was this weird (laughs) feeling of, I left that night and I was like, this is the best thing that I've ever done. And I can't believe that I actually got this thought out of my head and it translated exactly what I wanted it to be. And I do feel great about it. I want to send it to you guys. I have a rough. It, it feels great. But do you ever, Johnny, we'll start with you. Do you ever have a moment where you're in the studio and you knew right away, you're like, this one was fucking special. Like, I don't know. I don't want to say come with me now. Cause I don't even know if you remember that night, but even if it's not a song that was hugely commercially successful, but just the night you left and you're like, this is why I fucking do this. And I mean, for you guys too, like Dante and Kenny, like, or Dante and Dave, like you guys obviously create things all the time, but like, just even if it was a fucking podcast where you left and you're like, Oh my God, that was the best fucking thing we ever did in our entire lives." So Johnny, I, did, I, I wanted to go with you first.
5: Yeah. I mean, definitely you have that feeling. I think the the trick is learning when to trust that instinct because it's really easy to hype yourself up. And you know, if I have a cup of coffee at the right time of morning and then go work on a song, I think I'm a fucking genius. Uh, <laughs> if I come down at like a, you know, Wednesday at 4:30 PM. And like, I'm, it's like halfway through the week and I'm tired or whatever. And I think, what the fuck am I doing with my life? I should quit this. I should go become a farmer. Uh, you know, like it, it, so, but yeah, there are occasional moments I think where you can trust your instincts more. And I've had that with a couple of songs where I'm like, this has got something. I know it has something. And then you put, you're willing to put the energy behind to convince people like we did. Like, come with me now. I knew that had something. We finished it in, Fucking two thousand nine or t- we wrote it in two thousand eight, finished it in two thousand eleven. It was a hit really? in two thousand fourteen. So from two thousand eight, we were playing it out live, I at like to forty people in Phoenix, and they were loving it. And then it was a hit in South Africa in two thousand eleven. Came back to America, um, you know, and tried to push it to record labels. Emailed literally every single person on earth. And it didn't happen till 2014. So that was what that was one of those ones where it's like I know this has something, and then P, like the outside world kind of vind- or validated that opinion, and then it took another four years till anyone else clicked on. But that you know it's like that's luck.
1: Wait, 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 So you that song was a hit in South Africa, and then three years later, hit in America.
3: That's crazy. That's a wild story, and that's fucking. Well, like, that's like the complete opposite of sale, right, Kenny? Uh sale, sale yes. Sale. Well, I feel like it was
5: fairly didn't you you had a long push, I remember, cuz I remember being in South Africa hearing Sale in 2011 or 12 I want to say, and it was really starting to click there. And then the story with you guys was the same thing. It was like a slug to get radio to be like, "Yeah, I guess we'll play this." Okay. Yeah, it was it. Funny. I forgot the
3: story. It's Honestly, from
0: the very beginning of Johnny's story where he said that there was like something in that song, Aaron and I, when they, when his manager told us that like sale, that's the one, that's the one we're like, yeah, fucking right, dude. That so <laughs> weird. There's no way. Uh, and then it got picked up on one radio station, then another, and it was a slow burn because for like three or four years, three years, we toured Alternative then it got picked up by pop because of like P Diddy commercials and shit so then we kept touring that song for another like two years um pop so it was a really long just like you know process for that song but yeah
5: but i've heard those stories about we this, the people that worked come with me now like our radio team at the time also worked uh tame impala elephant Ooh. and that i remember them telling us that was like a year and a half or two years of just pushing and pushing being like play this song. So every now and then you get members of your team. Cause the sale, we worked with the same people that per, uh, worked yeah. sale uh, on a couple of our later records. And I, when people, it's good when you like, you're paying these people. So they're not like heroes, but it does help when they believe in something and they're willing to push because they like, they've got stake in it too. Like if a yeah. radio, if a radio promo company can say we pushed sale, Mm-hmm. And now it's a diamond fucking single. They can well, that's make, like that was us. Like, Dave, well, actually, we had- it was Kenny and and Aaron. But <laughs> go ahead, <laughs> Dave. Remember we had fucking
1: Christopher Brown on that guy. Yeah, the radio guy, and all he did was point pointed his fucking plaques the entire time.
5: I do. Uh,
3: yeah,
1: <laughs> that was-
5: Do you know what's I, that- funny? We sent a like you that the label does that. They send plaques to literally everyone if they like you bumped into them in a hallway somewhere in a radio station because mm-hmm. everyone wants to feel special. But we sent a plaque to a guy out in Phoenix. Um, his name's is Beef Vegan. He's, that's his radio name. <laughs> and he, <laughs> he played, he was literally the first person to play any of our songs. I'm only joking, was actually the first song that clicked for our Phoenix local audience. And he was one of those dudes that was like, from the beginning, ultra supportive. He built our career in Phoenix. Like we didn't have, we couldn't sell 30 tickets. And he started playing our songs on the radio and pushed them in 2011 like he was actually even before South Africa he we had like local hits I mean like to his like low power FM station and so that like people like that I don't know they're out there still it's just rare Kenny do you remember In we had the same person in
0: Austin Toby Ryan 101X first person to play sale a lot of other people will say they were the first they were not Toby was the first yeah. pushing it every night we played our first sold out show ever in Austin and it's just crazy how like one person sticks their neck out Yep. Or and it can all happen.
1: I and always the- say dude, I always say if whenever we fucking get our hit or whatever it is, Jessica Sabella, Jam and Jesse from Radio 1045 in Philadelphia, and Wendy Rollins are getting plaques, no doubt. Because they were the only people who gave a fuck in the beginning. And I'll never forget that.
5: Oh yeah, I mean I'll echo that because both of the, both of them have been super early and supportive with us. I mean we like our our tour or stage manager Mo married one of Jessica's best friends because we met her at uh the whatever the station 1045 in like 2014, some festival we did. This girl came backstage and our stage manager ended up marrying her. <laughs> what? We've so dude cool. three people we've been on tour with, we've got them married. You wanna get married, go on tour with Congo's. Like we're it's like better than Tinder and Bumble mashed together. <laughs>
1: <laughs> jesus christ um but yeah this got real deep i don't know how the fuck we did uh, this started out with just I, I love listening
3: cool. to this shit though
2: i, it. I do too
1: uh, it's, it's just funny like I, I i maybe i'm feeling weird and sentimental this week because we're back in the studio and things feel good and you guys have new music coming out and kenny's eventually going to do something again and i don't know it's <laughs> it, it, it just
5: kenny it when are good. your twins due
0: Six to eight weeks from now.
5: Yeah, wow. Kenny's not doing shit ever again. That's my bet. <laughs> Kenny's fully retired.
0: Talking about like knowing things or feeling things, I've been making lots of music lately. And I, for some reason, none of it feels good enough to me. So I just can't bring myself to put anything out Well, you know
3: you got an expert ear right here, right? Oh, yeah, All totally, right. dude. I'll send you everything.
5: Kenny, right, Johnny. what stops any of the other 40,000 piles of shit that come out on Spotify every day <laughs> from doing that? Just put it out. Like you're, I guarantee as much as we would make fun of it, like literally anything you did is going to be better than 99% of the shit that's out there.
0: <laughs> that's also true. I don't know. I've just been... I got to find that funk again. You know what I mean? Yeah. That yeah. Dude, it goes away. It comes and goes. It comes and goes. But oh, on the last bit, we were also talking about like that feeling you get. Do you know if a song's a hit or not? And everybody, I was going to say that everybody has their own measure or test. Like mine is like, don't listen for two weeks. Listen again. If I still like it in a month, if it's still really good, play it for a friend. Play it for somebody you respect through the speakers. Because if at any point you're like, ah, you're like, it's not done.
5: Yeah. That, oh, dude, that's the absolute best test. It's not their reaction. It's how do you feel playing it to them? Yep. Whether you mm-hmm. want to, like, oh, well, we're still working on this part or you start turning it down or you fade yep. it out, then exactly like you're saying, you're, you're not done.
1: Moves in Pro Tools wallet. Yeah. Like, yeah I'm, not, I'm not done. Dude, this song that we're we just cut actually is a result of this podcast. This song that we cut, I wrote after we interviewed ex ambassadors. Because of that exact quote I was talking about earlier When he said uh, Yeah, I'm going to make whatever I want to make Because we're all going to fucking die one day <laughs> And as soon as that That quote came out of his mouth I started writing this song And I owe them a writing credit Because the opening line of the song is Someone said to me, everybody's going to die And it is the best thing I've ever written in my entire life I know it, I showed it to people They believe me, they totally trust me And it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for this podcast So it's a weird kind of residual effect of what we got on
3: is it going to be like a fucking slit my wrist
1: song, like uh-huh. a road song or something? Exact opposite. <laughs> exact opposite. It's, it's about making what you want and making the most out of your life. Cause we are all going to die, but it's all very upbeat. It's very, yeah, fucking dude, upbeat.
5: the, uh, the uh, actual realization of your mortality. If you actually realize it could only be a positive thing. I think ultimately, Yeah. if you, if, it, if you, uh-huh, if you have man. that realization, What else can you do? You can, you could wallow in a nihilistic little like puddle for a while, but I think that that's, it's almost dishonest because you're indulging yourself in that. I don't know what saying, like, obviously people have got serious problems where they can't escape depression and all that. I'm saying like, if you have a real moment of feeling like your death is coming uh, to me, it's like, you, you have to relish those moments. That's what the song's about.
1: The hook of the song the lyrics are, it's all a runaround. It's all just make believe. But if we're going down, I won't go quietly. If all we really have are precious moments here, I'm living reckless rolling sevens until I disappear. So it's about making the most out of your life until you do fucking die. Cause we're all going to die anyway.
5: Yeah. That's, that's really cool. Did you just quote everyone, your own song, like it was a philosopher right now. Yeah. <laughs> do you do but that often? Just, do you hey, do that hey, often hey. in conversation? It's yeah, like I, jo- it's like Johnny congress said, "I'm afraid to lose control. <laughs> I'm I'm caught up in this world." <laughs> it's like
1: Johnny congress once said,
5: "All come with me now. All come with me now." It's war guys, come with me it's now. It's war then. come
1: with me now. Yeah, you if idiot. you read
5: the YouTube comments, it's war. <laughs>
1: uh by the way, did you ever consider spelling it come c u m?
5: No, we had an v- alternate version that we used to sing on tour in the tour van uh, or like when we were still in a little uh, like Sprinter van. Uh, Whoa, come in me now. We did like <laughs> filthy versions of our entire album. That was with our this, that stage manager guy I was talking about, Mo, who's literally the funniest human being I've ever been with. He would sing our entire songs and change every lyric into some disgusting sexual innuendo. And it was amazing.
1: That's just boys getting rowdy on the road. Yeah, That's what we I love do.
2: that. You should put a uh,
5: B-side album out of that. Yeah, it. I think
3: it was yeah you should.
5: We had "I'm like, Only Joking" became "I'm Only Choking." Yeah, it, <laughs> I'm telling you,
2: we all we all do it. Oh, all, are you? Are you releasing? We all releasing around co- the house. We all re- walk around the house, altering lyrics. Like oh, you're yeah. lying if you say you don't.
5: Dude, the amount of times we sang "Sale" with lyrics I can't repeat. <laughs> like before we even knew Kenny, we were just singing ridiculous lyrics to that one.
0: Yeah, my chorus only has one word in
5: it, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the maybe I should or Yeah. You know maybe like I that. Should... Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> do they do they do they still blur that out on the radio you can't say maybe I should kill myself? You think I know? I have no
4: idea.
1: I they do. I think they put a drum break in there where I remember where Aaron having to like
0: do one of like those moments at like when we did like Conan or Letterman or whatever <laughs> it was. You know what I mean? You can't say that shit on there.
1: Johnny, let me ask you a question because you've been real hot on social media recently, giving us uh, I don't know sarcastic life lessons every day. Uh, what's the impetus behind that?
5: I don't know, man. We're we're so bad at social media.
1: Oh, you guys are you're getting good no, no. shit. You guys no, are getting good. No, no, I'm, so I'm not at-
5: saying, that. I'm, not, I'm not fishing for compliments. I'm saying, go look through the history of the last eight or ten years of our social media. It's just <laughs> us being like, we should really post more. And we post like three pictures and like, oh, fuck, I hate this. Because you're always trying to create some image of yourself that's like cooler than you are. And oh, like yeah. a more aesthetically pleasing. Like, oh, hold on, like move a little to the left, get the tree in the background, <laughs> that kind of shit. And that's just not us. Like, we, we cannot do that. We've tried a thousand times, and it works because you see some of these bands that are, like, perfect aesthetic bands, and they look so cool. And that's just not us, because, like, what, we're, we're this. Like, basically, we just talk shit all day long. Like, we're serious about our music. Like, we put real effort into that, but it's mostly just talking shit. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to talk shit on reels. And see where it goes. Like, it hasn't gone anywhere. Like, we're still getting the same lousy engagement. But I'm like, it's kind of fun for me just to practice being a bullshitter. Yo, what Stay was your... W- One of them will hit, and then they'll, they'll all start hitting. Yeah, oh, yeah. that oh, consistent. Like, those. that's the part where we always fail. Because, like, I'm not joking. I get, like, eight videos in. I'm like, what is the fucking point of this? Like, what am I adding to the world? Like, more sarcastic bullshit.
4: Yes,
3: but it's what, what the world needs. Joey that's weeks fine. Weeks.
5: Well, then I'm your hero. I'm your guy. <laughs>
3: <A> hero. That's <laughs> probably why we all like you. Probably.
5: <laughs> it's no, legal. yeah, I, look, I agree. I think the world does. We need more people saying that things suck because it, everything's everything can't be good right now. Forty thousand songs a day cannot be good. It's not possible. It's literally not mathematically possible. And therefore, a bunch of those people should stop making music. Your hate (laughs) is what the world needs right now. Like it's uh, not even hate, it's not actual hate. It's like mild bitterness mixed with uh like boredom. That's what makes
0: it honest. You know, and I put po- like, it's so good. I love it so much.
5: I posted a video today
1: and 45 minutes later, I was getting roasted on Johnny's social media of my <laughs> own fucking face. So Jericho. <laughs> uh, no, I, I love I fucking love what you guys are doing. And I dude, I, I feel like it's not out of a place to hate. It's more out of a place of like, I don't know. Like you say, the aesthetically pleasing. thing.
4: Yeah. The yeah, aesthetically
1: yeah. pleasing bands are boring to me. Uh and like you dude everybody every band has gone through this they we go through different phases like the movie CB4 I don't know if you remember that fucking movie Yeah yeah What, what was your worst phase like did you guys have a black and white phase like did you have <laughs> a, like a wear <laughs> Yeah, like the neighborhood, exactly. Like every band does this. You have your your social media like goes through like we we had a whole phase where all of our pictures were tinted purple for some reason.
5: I have no idea why, but that was like I I don't know if I could like nail down one, but I'm sure we've had like forty. It's like it's just one consistent. Let's try this. Let's try that. And I think have you any of you guys watched that that new George Carlin documentary on HBO? Not yet. Dude, yeah. No. It's, what it's, is it called? I I I can't even remember. I think it might just be called. George sure Carl, you? Yeah, it, uh, Judd Apatow made it. It's a two part oh, documentary. Like my, he, yeah, like it's, hero, man. it's amazing documentary. And it like, go to, to the point that we're discussing here is like You're the right, phase, like he not. went through phases, you know, like he was a clean comedian in the beginning and like he was just constantly struggling to try and find his way of expressing what he wanted to express. That was him. You know, like like every artist says, I'm trying to find myself, that that kind of shit. And I think that's what we're all doing. And But it's difficult because you try that sometimes. And like you're saying, if you're not consistent about it, you, it's not going to work. So you have to be willing to just be consistent and eventually you might find it. Yeah. I don't know.
1: That was profound. Yeah, yeah. Max and I
0: went through a phase of doing only blurry photos for a while. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, dude, it's funny you mentioned like Max has been one of the most important inspirations for how we approach making music because when we met Max through Kenny whenever that was like 2018 19 he came on and did our podcast we we didn't know him other than like we knew Eve 6 obviously we knew Kenny from back and when he first came on we had like a normal podcast and we kind of just talked about like the music business like this is when we were hosting one a while back and just had a normal thing. And then we went on tour with him and we met the real Max and he was like unhinged in the most amazing way. And then we worked on all that Chevy stuff together. And I learned so much because we'd we'd be working and he'd be riffing on something like in either coming up with lyrics or some bit about like that one I sent you, why the uh, Black Keys stole the or Jack White stole the blues yeah, from the yeah. Black Keys. Uh, but... Like I learned so much from the way he would just freely associate thoughts and lyrics and everything and just went with it. And he's such a person that like gets into a lane and commits so fucking hard that like, it was really inspiring to be around that. Cause it was like, fuck it, just fucking go for it. Like, what have I got to lose? You know? And it, it he was, he's, he was really amazing at that, you know? Damn.
0: He still his brother's underwear. What's that? He still has all your brother's
5: underwear. I know. If I had a platinum record for every time I saw Max's dick on the tour bus, (laughs) there'd be a fucking wall behind me. Joey, do you remember when we were, I think we were at like a restaurant, or no, we were at the venue and
0: Max took a shit in a public bathroom and there was no toilet paper and nobody could help him. So the only thing he could do was pull a (laughs) pants and run across the street to his CVS or something
5: like that. It It was in Portland and it was... Yeah, it's across from the Hawthorne Theater, and like that's where every, every single one of us has taken a shit in that yeah. CVS or whatever it was bathroom, because there's no backstage bathroom at the venue, and I'm not, I'm not going to go take a shit with 500 of my fans out in the public bathroom. <laughs> Dude, that would be
1: fucking amazing. Like, if I went to I've go done it Jason, before,
5: and that's why I'm not doing it again. If I went to go
1: see Jason Isbell,
5: and I walked into the bathroom, and he was just fucking
1: blowing it up, that would be the best concert I've ever seen in my entire life exactly i don't want fucking guys
5: like you being like it was so amazing I saw. <laughs> thanks
1: bro <laughs> someone's trying to take the shit
5: <laughs> dude I, we played a festival in south africa once and it was out in the middle of nowhere like one like kind of like uh, it was, i forget what it, what's that one out in the desert like just out in the desert, burning man sort of thing but a small scale of that and i got food poisoning and there was no backstage <laughs> bathrooms and we had to go on in an hour so i had to go stand in line with like 300 people to get to the the toilet to shit and throw up at the same time (laughs) and it it was like stalls but the stalls were this high like it wasn't a full stall and oh man that's so that i was scarred from that have you ever played smith's old bar in atlanta i don't think so no Smiths is this like legendary, like
1: sized venue. And we were playing Smiths and, uh, my cousin, Eric, who was our, our touring guitar player went and absolutely torched the only bathroom there. And there was like three girls waiting outside this bathroom uh. and he's just like a big dude. So he like walked out and like sweating, like and these chicks were just like, Hey, you're in Foxtrot. And he was like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, he went home with all three of those chicks that night. It was crazy that's uh, not what happened at all. Uh all right Johnny let's let you get out of here. Uh, we are going to play the song at the end of the episode.
5: So awesome. yeah, cool.
1: Well, do you um, want to, let's
5: talk about the song a little bit.
1: Yeah, we kind of just breezed over that after we got through the colonialism in the United States. Uh let's talk about the
5: song real quick. Um so like I said this one's this one actually was quite it was inspired like I was saying about Max because in the verses I started to try and adopt some of his flow of just like free associative thoughts so I don't know what the the lyrics are about in the verses like I I think there's a point there if anyone figures it out they can let me know Um, (laughs) instrumentally music wise it feels like You guys probably don't know our music that well, but there's a song I wrote called Repeat After Me. It's kind of a, oh, Kenny, you know that one. That's the one that yours, like, yeah. yeah. So it feels to me like Come With Me Now and Repeat After Me had a weird little baby because it's got like the groove and the, I think some of the commercial elements have come with me now, not quite. And then the weirdness of that song, Repeat After Me. Um, And it's a song about, trying to find deep within yourself some sense of conscience and how you go through life and what you value and who you value and who you take care of and who you cost aside. So that's a serious thought, I suppose. Oh. <laughs> Savvy. Didn't you just say you didn't know what the song was about? <laughs> no, I know what a lot of, some of the song is about, but literally if I go back and read the lyrics to the verse, like they work, they sound right, but I don't, I have to like make up interpretations afterwards of like, I guess that's what I meant. You know what I mean? So sometimes, oh. it, I don't know, it's cool. Sometimes, and that was what was fun about this song for me. There's a lot of times, like, I'm a very controlling producer. Like, I'm like, we're going to make everything perfect, like, fit everything perfectly. All the lyrics have to make perfect, logical sense. Mm-hmm. And then occasionally something comes along, and it's, it's a bit mystical, and there's some, there's some mystery to it. Like, where did it come from, even for me? And that's that's a bit what this song felt like to me, is like, that's kind of cool. That's still, I can't, I'm not, I can't be jaded about it. Like, there is some magical for lack of a better word element to music that's 100%. We're all, yeah that, we're, that that's what that's what kind of keeps you interested in it because if it was just about chasing platinum records and such <laughs> it would be it would get boring it does get boring like i know that kenny like look at kenny's he got a diamond record and he's like i don't want to put any music out uh,
1: <laughs> i don't care is there a reason why you picked this song to be the next song to drop
5: we just felt like it clicks. It's going to click with a bunch of our fans that have been looking for some stuff that sounds more like the album Lunatic with come with me now. I'm only joking. Some of those like bigger bangers on it. And we just want to kind of, we wanted to just like reestablish that uh, and like this fucking hit hard straight from the beginning. Um, and, you know, just get things rolling that way.
4: Fuck yeah.
5: And it also was like one of the earlier ones that was done. That sometimes it's just a roll, <laughs> roll the dice. Was you're gonna,
1: <laughs>
5: Yeah. dice. Yeah. Like, it was readily available. So I we yeah. put it out
1: now. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to play that song at the end of the episode. Uh, it comes out next week. He was supposed to come on next week, but we bumped him, obviously, uh, to this week. Uh, Johnny, anything else you have for us?
5: No, I want to talk with Dante next time we do this a lot more because we were talking about Marcus Aurelius in our uh, Instagram the other day. And it seems to me like Dante is actually the interesting one out of this group. He is. (laughs) He is, absolutely. But he's quiet. He's quiet about it.
2: it. No, I I like listening to people... Smarter than me, and it's
3: that's rare, how I am. It's <laughs> yeah, rare that,
2: it's rare that we have them on, so this is why I was so quiet
5: today. But, uh, no, Man, just, just the bar's pretty now. low if I'm the smart one coming in. No,
2: I'm, I'm, I'm super impressed, and I, I love hearing different artists' stories and journeys and how their brain ticks and and all that stuff. It's it, it's really fascinating, and it, it's crazy how different everybody kind of operates and also just reacts to different levels of success. Like I had a really super high thought like 10 minutes ago that I wanted to (laughs) ask you guys, but I was like, they might be like, who the fuck is this weirdo? Hit it. Oh yeah, I know. Let's hear it. you have you or do you ever like wake up either first thing in the morning or in the middle of the night and have a song in your head that you're like, I have to either record this or get this down. I know this is this is the beginning of something. And you try to. And later on when you go to actually record it or write it or whatever, it's it's like gone. And it's like part like a part of you is like ripped out. Has that ever happened to you?
5: Yeah. I, I, oh, sorry, I, go, I, go ahead. ahead. No, and you got it no, you. All right, I'll go first. All right. um, yeah, I mean, I, for me, it's I haven't had that happen too much with songs directly, but I feel like the dream, your dreams, come to you uh, and speak in an entirely different language of imagery and archetypes and like uh, myth, if- effectively that's not easily interpretable into our regular language. So when you try and pull something from a dream, even if it's a, a melody like or, or a lyric idea, like what's happening in dreams might as well just be like this alien world. When you try to bring that down into normal language, more often than not, you're pulling something that's like perhaps up there in, the, in a higher realm down into this like material world and you're bound to to fail most of the time. I think it's possible, but like that's how I feel most of the time is like you can't touch it. It's like having it when you're really high and you feel like you have a res, like a revelation like, ah, I understand exactly how light works, you know, right. like or whatever, whatever, some like I've had a thousand, I have a, a notebook in my iPhone of like my high thoughts that I go back and read me high, trying to type down what I'm thinking. And it's like, I knew I felt something that was real and very profound. And then I have a bunch of garbled words (laughs) trying to explain it. And that same thing kind of happens with me with music. I think in that way, you you believe in it though. Right. It's not like some crazy thing. The, the thing that like, no, absolutely.
2: Yeah, absolutely. The thing that like sparked this in me. And I, I ask any creative that I run into now that I have more than like a you know, first name basis relationship with is watching that Rick Rubin and Paul McCartney doc and oh, yeah. hearing Paul McCartney say that you know songs came to him in his sleep and like some of the all-time greatest songs ever recorded and he would wake up and write them down and they would record them in the studio and I mean they're still they're these timeless hits. And I was just like that cannot be true but then you start to think about it and you're like you know is there some is there some other like level of consciousness that you know these artists like you know you guys included like are tapping into that normal people just can't comprehend definitely. or
3: relate to I would say definitely
1: I don't think I've ever Absolutely. dreamt it has it has like, it be, be, it's like right? it's like
3: genius level stuff that's like only 1% of 1% of people i don't hear i think so too but i think you guys are also self-deprecating
2: and humble that you'd be like no anybody could do it but i disagree i think i
5: think there's like another level i don't think it's an artist thing i think that there are people that are more in tune sometimes they happen to be artists that are more in tune uh with something else that's going on besides the every day to day like material existence where like you know you everything is happening that we observe in this normal state of affairs. I think sometimes drugs are helpful to let you see that. I think ultimately though, that there's an element of work that's necessary to be able to more consistently reach into that realm. And like talking about the Beatles and that, like I think Drugs played their part, clearly, for them. Like, it was it was some big doors opened for them, like, with psychedelics and all that. But I think that they transcended into some different state for a period of time where they did pull down something more timeless, and that's why that stuff is more timeless. Because you listen to Paul McCartney's stuff now, and I think a lot of it's not good at all. And Mm -hmm. I don't think that he's actually the same person. And I mean that literally. I don't even mean it as a criticism, because, like if I could do one hundredth of a percent of what Paul McCartney had done, like you'd be a genius. But I think that at certain times people ascend, it's not got to do with time. Even it's like they go up into some new other existence for a moment and pull something amazing down.
2: Johnny, it's funny you say that we're getting, we're getting into tinfoil land. Have you heard the Paul McCartney conspiracy theory?
1: Oh yeah.
5: That he's oh, that he died. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, I,
2: I mean, there could be something to
5: that. Listen, man, there's very few conspiracies that I won't partially entertain. What's your favorite one? My favorite one? I'm kind of into this moon one now that we didn't land on the moon, at least not then. Like, Dude,
3: there's some suspicious evidence on that one. Yeah,
5: I'm, saying, like, I'm like 97% convinced it's like we landed on the moon, blah, 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 blah. But that one, there's, there's too many weird things where I'm like, okay, I'm, I'll give this one a moment.
2: Agreed. Yeah. The thing that I don't understand is why people attack people for even questioning it. Like just yeah. like you said, you're 97 percent sure, but you're not like you wouldn't you wouldn't die on the cross for believing that it happened because there's still a possibility that
5: our yeah. government
2: is fucked up enough to fake something like that for a million different reasons. But yeah. there are people out there that, if you bring that up and question that, will like
1: fucking demonize
2: you. And that's, like, why, that's why does anybody care
1: do? about the moon landing? That like, why are who has this, that special of a relationship with the moon landing that I can't question it? Dude, I don't know.
5: It's, it's about crazy. paradigms of thought, like. If if you break down one big part of the brick in your wall, then what if everything else crumbles? And I think people are scared by that because if you take out, like, let's just say for the sake of argument, we didn't land on the moon. If you literally came out tomorrow and they said, and NASA and the government admitted we didn't, like society would crumble. If something as small as the moon landing, it's like so much is built on that trust and like that. So I think it's scary to people. That, you know, if if you pull certain bricks out of the wall. Very good point. I don't think Australia is real. (laughs) I wish Australia wasn't real. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I just mean that as a South African.
1: Hey, prove it.
5: (laughs) I just don't think Australia is
1: real. (laughs) Prove to me that it's real. That's what I'm saying. That would be something that it's apparently a global conspiracy that all the governments of the world are in on. What if, like, one day they came out and, like, we'd like to make an announcement. Australia is not real. (laughs) <laughs> the world would stop baby people would be like what the fuck uh,
2: is it bad that i would like wouldn't even be shocked today like nothing's nothing fucking surprises me
1: imagine being the like the, the the people who were like we went on our honeymoon to australia <laughs> it's like no you didn't you went to southern chile because australia doesn't fucking exist uh kenny any conspiracy theories
0: i mean i come and go how do I, our manager in awol burko and i'm not like calling him out in any way, because everybody knows this about him. He is the biggest conspiracy theorist on Earth. Hollow, yeah. head, hollow Earth. Oh, yeah. Earth. Like, as beyond Deepith goes, and he'll be like, you yeah. want another truth, did? You want another truth, did? All that <laughs> shit. I, I, but, he, I mean, I, all the time, he,
5: like, he'll Let's I, get him on this show. Yeah.
4: Please.
5: I know. I had dude, a- I don't think you guys could handle him. I, we had a drunk night out in London with him. He's amazing. Super cool guy. But he was telling me conspiracies, I hadn't even dreamt were possible. Like they him out there. Get him on <laughs> the
0: show. Blow your fucking mind with all types of shit like that. He's like, we had two managers, one guy named Scott who had glasses and would do all the emails and kick ass and do all that shit. Then you had Burko who would take the radio people out and get them fucking smashed. In- <laughs> <laughs> ah, dude. Um, but yeah, he's, he's a maniac and he's got some gnarly ones. But me listening to Burko for all these years, there is some interesting shit that he'll bring up. Do I believe all of it? No. Is some of it interesting? Yes. Going to the yeah. opposite side, Max, my buddy, the guy we're talking about, he's the anti-conspiracy. If you say anything about a conspiracy theory, he's like, you're an idiot, dude. You're an idiot. You're always trying to see something that's not there. And you're like, well, fucking explain this then. He's like, no, you're an
1: idiot. Like, I like. I I want to kick this to Dave and be like, Dave, what's your conspiracy theory? Dave's like, you really want to know? 2020 presidential election that's a conspiracy theory why would you say that about me i don't know <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, that's I was like we haven't kicked it to dave yet i was waiting I mean, some no, fudgy don't. overnight numbers some fudgy <laughs> overnight numbers i'm joking um
3: <laughs> the moon landing they back in like 2003 you know how they'd have on fox and like network tv um like shitty one-off network television documentaries on whatever yeah it could be like an animal planet thing and the entire fucking world would watch this shit because oh, you don't yeah. have access to netflix and everything you know um they had one on the moon landing and as a little 15 year old or what i whatever i was when it came out i was like like the moon it? landing there's some weird shit
5: the problem is this like with, with something like that Obviously, a scientist could explain all of it to you. Like, they could explain it. You wouldn't understand it, even if they're explaining it correctly. Like, there's so much we take on assumptions. They're like, they're going to talk to you about gravitational pull of the Earth and escaping into the, you know, outside of the gravitational pull to get into orbit and all that. It's like You literally have to accept that on faith, because I can do, uh, like, eighth grade level of algebra, and now... you basically just have to accept uh, so many things on faith so if you're doing that about everything like there's not everyone's telling the truth not every scientist is a good guy you know like it's so i that's that's what leaves doubt in my mind is that like i know so little about literally everything that i couldn't possibly actually understand if it was true or not
1: is this the greatest music podcast ever produced
3: I mean, yeah, everything you said was just fucking dead on, her, though. John, I don't know shit John about shit. Johnny's a smart <laughs> fucking guy. We we gotta we gotta do a live one of these
5: sometime in person.
1: Oh yeah,
5: some drinks. That would be amazing. And never, I call,
3: you. Said you're in Austin. Yeah, oh, I'd never man. been to Austin. Good.
5: Oh, uh, you guys are gonna come out, man. We you've all you've all got a place to stay between one of us brothers. You can go stay out with Dylan on the farm, see how farmers live. He's got. A uh, couple acres, like an hour outside Austin. He's growing. You all, you should follow him. He's got a, a account for his farms called Songland Farms. Really sick. He he's growing. got that outdoor the, sauna now. Yeah, dude, it's oh. sick. He just finished putting his studio together, which uh, is going to be amazing. We've got this spot here. Like we're we're starting to get things set up. It's, it's going to be a fun place to come hang. And Kenny, when you get out of. Uh, Cleaning 18th. diapers mode, yeah, which I'm 18th. almost out of. I'm like, we're getting close.
1: I'm Kenny, just, with wife, and both
0: kids, man. Here we come.
1: Kenny, just just be an absentee father. Go live on a farm, like, totally, just, dude. I just, come on, yeah. dog. I can't wait to
0: leave every single one of you forever and just.
3: <laughs> oh, dude. Anything. That, it's I dream of it. Every day. I might write a song about it. I dreamed about it last night.
1: <laughs> Alright, we, we can't even go back into the episode. This is how the episode has to end. I think this is just how the episode ends. Uh, Johnny has melted all our fucking brains. And I think the most beautiful thing to do is just transition into the new song. So, Johnny, do you want to introduce your own song?
5: Oh, this is K- No, this is broken. Uh, I hope you all enjoy it. And send us your fucking money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I All right, listen to this song. We're out. We'll see you guys next week.
5: Save one.
4: Walking till my heart has broken. You hear me, I've spoken. Your eyes are still open. You will not be walking till your heart has been broken. to the land for